0: Hey there, everybody, greetings from England, Salisbury. (sighs) I'm enjoying myself so much being with folks that are in our class. We had a wonderful time uh, doing our tour, and Lars was with us, Uh, Moira is still here, and Alison Ponsetti who's not currently in the class, but has been in the past. And then uh, uh, we have uh, Ron Rates, who's in the year two class. And we have um, Kate Marnie, who's in the year one class. And uh, it's just been so wonderful to be with Masterful Living folks. We had also Jenny, who's in the year one class, Jenny Moreland. So it's been, uh, and others, not in class, it's just been wonderful to be together. It's been uh, such a a clear message of love that we're sharing with each other. And uh, it's so lovely to be with people who have a deep spiritual practice, who are committed to non-judgment, to love, to living in the light, and to seeing how powerful it is when they are joined together for that holy purpose. This is really, really beautiful. And I give thanks for it. So contrast, because for me, it's been a contrast. Remember, we learn through contrast. So uh, the week before I was with family, and uh, my family were fighting amongst themselves. And so just seeing the difference of uh, the, the complete harmoniousness versus the discordancy and giving thanks that uh, I get to participate in all of it. Really, really grateful. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude and join together in our heart, in our mind, for the purpose of remembering our true nature and our true identity is perfect love. So grateful and so thankful that right where we are, the love is. Right where we are, the fullness of love's presence is the very essence and nature of our life and being, and we're grateful and thankful to know it and to celebrate it together. We come together Partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self, remembering our true identity. We come together for the holy purpose of having even more clarity about our true nature, our true identity. Grateful and thankful to allow ourselves to fully be free, surrendering all sense of attachment all sense of craving yearning suffering we're grateful and thankful to allow our freedom to ring in our heart and mind we share the benefits with everyone we dedicate ourselves to healing and in gratitude we know it's done and so it is amen 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 Yes. (sighs) So it looks as though there's just a couple of people on the line right now. But it's always nice when we can say hello. And so I'm going to unmute everyone, giving you a chance to unmute. And uh, I will invite you to say hello here so here we go let's start with the east coast anybody like to say hi
1: hello jennifer it's lawrence
0: hey lawrence and uh anyone uh in the northwest All right, anyone on the West Coast at all?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's
3: Mary oh. Mary Christine and hey.
0: and Carla, yeah, so glad to be with you both from the West Coast, and you, Lawrence, so it's just the four of us right now and I have got such a strong, clear message for our class today. And uh, it's from Master St. Germain and helping us to really move ever more quickly, more directly into our awakening. And so one of the uh, I've I've invited you to read the teachings of Master Saint Germain. We started with the um, Unveiled Mysteries, and invited you to keep going through the series of, of uh, books. I, I, is anybody doing that? Anybody doing that? Reading the discourses of Master Saint Germain?
1: Yes, I have to.
0: Wait which one's have you been reading Lawrence?
1: Uh, the third one. Uh,
0: which one is the third one? Is it the I am discourses or is it the um the no the magic presence is the second one. Um,
2: the I am The IM The I am
0: discourses. discourses. Mhm.
2: Yeah. Anybody else? I'm reading the
3: I Am Discourses. Mm
2: -hmm. I can't find my unveiled
3: history. (laughs)
4: Mm -hmm.
3: But I am, Mm -hmm. and just snippet's out of a lot of the other books from last year, just picking up a book and reading. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. So one of the things that he shares with us in there is essentially, that if we really would like to make progress in our spiritual path, that one practice for us is that when it's time for us to end our day going into sleep, of course, we can do it anytime during the day. But before we go to sleep, at night, that we consciously send love to anyone that we feel we've harmed at any point in our life, whether it's that day or another day. To really consciously send love, the energy of love, appreciation, to anyone that we have sent a negative energy, a destructive, harmful energy at any point in our life. Now, my sense is that if we have sent harmful energy and we've sent love, that the balance is now done. We don't have to send love every day for the rest of our lives to someone we've sent harmful energy too. But you know how it is that some days you might be more aware, uh, you might be aware, oh, that's right. I remember when I was 12 years old, I was mean to my neighbor and I forgot about it, but now I'm remembering it. So, of course, we can uh, at any point, that it comes into our memory, something from the past, we can send the love right at that moment. And for me, this is one of the things that happened when I decided to forgive everything in all directions of time and space. And one of the things that began happening to me was I began remembering all the the things that were uh, painful. I began to remember them these things that these resentments, these regrets, things that I was holding negatively that I'd forgotten about started to uh, show up in my my memory more uh, again and again and again uh, until I realized, oh, it's coming into my memory, into my awareness so that I will forgive it so that I'll send this person love and when I would do that send them love consciously and give thanks for them and their life and that and recognize them as a teacher in some way shape or form whether I understood it or not not being important uh, but just taking that moment that reminder that spirit was giving me ah send love be forgiving. Then what would happen, oh, so we've got, welcome Lars. Hello. Hi. So everybody's unmuted just so you know. Uh, then what would happen was the healing would happen and I would feel lighter. And this greatly contributed to my feeling of uh, awakening and healing. So before you go to sleep at night, of course, it can be any time throughout the day, but to consciously send love to anyone you feel has harmed you or you have harmed them, it will be a healing for you. Because remember, you're one with everyone. Sending love to the people that have harmed you, as well as the people that you feel you have harmed.
2: And that this sending love, the love, will go straight to them. Nothing can stop it. Your intention will make it so. And because you're sending
0: love, which is the healer, it's the purifier, it's the clearing active agent, it will, in a sense, come back to you. It will lift you. It will increase your sense of peace and harmony, prosperity and abundance, joy, freedom and all the spiritual qualities.
2: Have you been doing that?
0: Lawrence, I notice I'm getting—I mean, Lawrence, rather—I notice I'm getting some uh, n- noise on your line. Did you? I'm not sure if you wanted to share something or.
1: No, I, I, I'll, I'll unmute myself.
0: It's fine. It's just—just uh, just so you know, there's a, a kind of okay. a noise. Mm-hmm.
5: Okay. I've been doing that, but I'm not consistent. It's really. Um, I'm noticing that it's it's really the present it's really myself uh, that it comes to me that when I can be consistent I mean not to when it's because it's only now but uh, yeah I have to continue that that's
2: My focus right now, but uh, it's not my only focus. Mm hmm. Yeah,
0: so it's as part of your spiritual practice on a daily basis, making in a sense time or room for that as part of your practice not to go into your sleep time without sending love to the people that have harmed you, or so it seems, and the people you have harmed. You send love to them, the ones you can consciously remember.
5: So I have a question.
0: I, I Maybe you changed your
5: mind, or maybe I misheard you, but I was thinking, because there's... Um, I don't, I don't know. I haven't had contact with this person lately, but this person was very... I didn't know what I did, but this person was very aggravated with me. Very... I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly, but all I know is she said oh, I was not worth her compassion.
4: <laughs>
5: and I, I know that's actually a reflection of my own thinking, but... um now, actually, it comes to me right now, but um, but I thought I heard you say that if people are really aggravated for you, it's best to like just not send send them love. Is is that did I mishear you or something?
0: Yeah, I I can restate that, and um, thank you for asking about that and to get more clarity. So. Sometimes, some people, if they're going through a difficult time, and they seem very contentious, you might notice, if you are actively sending them love and light, that it feels like an irritant to them. Hmm. It can seem like an irritant to them. Uh, Sometimes people are so identified with the darkness that sending love and light to them can seem like an irritant to them. But what I have found is that if I'm sending them love and light thinking that they have a problem, thinking that there's something wrong with them, that they need to be fixed, that's the irritant. Okay. Because sometimes don't we do that? We look at someone and go, they have a problem. They need fixing. I'm going to send them love and light. So we're judging them and then sending them love and light. And it's the judgment that rankles them. So I we think can sometimes, just bless them,
2: we can just bless them, yeah, Sorry, I think go
5: sometimes ahead. I'm not- I think sometimes I'm not aware, I think i'm I'm being and then I note and then like I later on I discover, ooh, ooh, there's something still there, you know, because I think I'm fine when I'm by myself, but say I interact with them, and I'm like they bother me, but. So if I was really clear, they n- there's nothing they could do. I'd still be loving them, but I realized, ooh, there must be something in me that still is judging or you know whatever, thinking there should be different. <laughs> you know, that's the big key.
2: Uh, uh, that's mm-hmm. the judgment probably. But um, and so um.
4: Yes. Uh,
2: yeah I
5: don't know I can hear me judging myself that like I don't know what I'm doing so I'm like afraid I'm, there, I'm I don't know I it's bringing tears up right now just thinking about it so
2: I'll have to contemplate that hmm
0: In A Course in Miracles, it talks about forgiveness is not forgiveness. If you're looking at it first as uh, well, the person sinned against me. But I'm going to forgive that. That's not forgiveness. A Course in Miracles teaches us that forgiveness is the, the release of the interpretation and the meaning we made of it, the judgment, the opinion. That's the only thing that forgiveness is. It's not looking at someone and going, well, they stole from me, but I'm going to forgive them. Because then the judgment that this was bad, this was wrong, they're bad, they're wrong, still remains. I
5: think that's where I do a spiritual bypass because I want, I'm really, (laughs) I want myself to be different, right? I want myself to, like, let that go. And so the judgment that comes out to them is really my self-judgment because I want to be different. And so that's just, I just realized that just right now. This, I mean, I think I've probably realized it before <laughs> many times and I forget. So thank you. I'm, I think that's good. Thanks. Mm.
2: Can you give us an example, Carla? <sighs> um.
5: Well, even my sister. You know, <clears throat> we our relationship has gotten much better, and at times, I, I can let go of it. Um. I, I mean, she. It's. She's on her path, and actually, I, I really get that some of the things that I was upset at her is actually to help me, that I forget that. I forget that, and I, I'm really good at being present, but what happens is when I think about stuff, because I have so much alone time to think, and I, I I'm not as diligent as I would like to be, but... I'm getting better. I'm not going to criticize myself for that. But, um, so, and then I'll find myself. Remember I told you about I was on the couch and I was thinking about something and I noticed myself that I was Mm -hmm. sorting through all my things and then I found one I liked and I'm like, I do that. I don't realize I do that, but I think I'm doing that so much and, um, um, and I just know right now, that's all, it's all been, I, I I don't know if you listen to community call, but it's all coming up. A lot of it's not, I don't know if all of it is, but it's a huge amount is coming up that really, that I'm aware of, that I'm aware of, that, you know, I think of things of fun with my sister and then. I start thinking about it again and then it irritates me again and I'm I'm judging myself judging it situation her whatever myself and myself for not letting it go right that's
2: all there is that is that <laughs> helpful Mhm Mhm oh, So Jennifer? Yes, hi. This is Mary Christine. Can I say something to you, Carla? Mhm You know everything if all
3: forgiveness is self forgiveness, then all judgment is self judgment, right? So I'm gonna be probably wrong minded until I get closer to ascension. and so every time I get hurt, like a couple of days ago, someone betrayed me. It was a big deal, and um I wanted to forgive. And I, it's not that I wanted to forgive him or forget. I just wanted to forgive the pain that I was in. That I attached so much, so much um emotion or or value to you know what that that person betrayed me. I I had so much value on it, and I knew I was going to forgiveness. And I tried forgiveness, but the, the thoughts of anger and upset were more prominent in my head for a whole day, and I just kept at it, kept at it, and then all of a sudden, I woke up one um, yesterday morning, and it, the I just kept forgiving my unteeth that I had judged that there was anything wrong with whatever this other person did, that this was a lesson for me, and it was okay. And all of a sudden, I did the you know I'd been doing the violet light and the whole a lot, and the heart feature and it worked I'm almost almost immediately. It, this one was a big big one in my estimation, so it took a couple of days. But it doesn't matter if it takes a couple of days. And I watched myself, I'm going, How come you haven't forgiven yet? How come you're still at in you know in unease? What's the story here? It's all right, honey. It's okay if you haven't totally forgiven yet. You're in the process, you're doing everything right and it'll it'll happen and it did. It happened sooner than I ever thought something like that would ever have happened, that kind of forgiveness. So it's all my forgiveness of my misperception, my whatever,
2: whatever, whatever. That's what I think. Sorry. Mm-hmm.
0: How does
2: that feel, Carla? It just, just kind of makes me... I know
5: it, it's, it really lands with me like all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. And that's... I think I've spoken about that many times. <laughs> and um, um, I'm still going there. I mean, I'm still... It's just... I think that's the key that... Um, I think it's, I think I've done some work, and then there's more work to do, and that, that's what I need to let go of that judgment with, and I, I need to forgive it, I just need to, I don't need to do anything, but I am
2: interested, I'm willing. I just know I, you know, I, I think I spoke about this in one of the community calls, so
5: uh, I don't want to go on. But that I, I had this experience a month ago where I, I, I realized that this. Grievance, I had this situation that happened when I was a child with my father it was actually a blessing for me. And, um, I thought then I was totally fine with that. And then it was like such a strong, powerful, and I still believe it, but I still have moments where I'm like, I noticed myself thinking, Judgment thought word using judgment words using shoulds or whatever and uh,
2: and uh, um and that's 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 what is
5: happening is it now Every, I've decided that everything that was and so everything's coming up Everything is coming up not everything I don't know if it's everything I don't know but it's a lot but um a lot is coming up really quickly seems like I'm noticing it more probably that's it it's just I'm crying
4: all the freaking time
5: and that's even
4: that there's no reason
2: I should even judge that. But I can be fine, be fine, be fine, and then I'll, I'll, I'll forget and judge it.
5: And now I, I can be fine a hundred times, and then
2: I'll judge it, and it's set one judgment to really. I know it's because I'm becoming more aware. It really disturbs me. Because I'm becoming more sensitive to it. I know
4: it's a good thing. <laughs> it's, a good thing. it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing, Carla. It's a good thing. I to keep
5: telling myself it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's helpful. It's helpful. It's helpful. Well,
0: Let me ask you, are you feeling like you're judging yourself or your judgments?
5: I don't. It's like I I told people, I do the hokey pokey, so I'm like, yes, no, 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 yes, yes, no. I mean, uh, so
2: if I'm doing even one yes, then all the no's are yeses, right? Ask me that question
5: again. <laughs> well, I think um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, and then I, I do.
0: And then... Can, can you say this again? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not what?
5: Judging myself. Um, I think okay. I'm
0: letting it go. I'm offering it up.
5: Mm-hmm. I'm doing mm-hmm. my best. I'm asking. I'm not interested in what I
2: seem to be interested in. I'm letting, you know. hmm and and
5: um yeah I think I'm judging myself not being diligent. I think that's what
2: comes to me right now. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. Cuz there was a, there was like a, I don't remember this Ever
5: happening? Well, it probably has, but um, I don't remember this really. That I had a moment this weekend when I was like, "I'm done. I don't think I can do this." And I'm like, "I never have had that." And I'm like, "And the the good thing is, (laughs) it lasted like five seconds. (laughs) That's great."
2: But um, um, it really. Kind of shook me.
0: And what is it exactly that shook you? That I would even contemplate. Well, here's what
2: I realized I thought I was choosing giving up, but I can't. Like,
5: it's not Mm -hmm. possible. You can't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's it's not, it's not that. I guess that anything's possible, but I just don't feel like I can close that door. And so um, I'm like, I what what I did was I was like, oh, so I have to go. I have to continue. And I'm like, that's not where I want to be. That's not I'm interested. I want to offer that out too. Um.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I'm just... I don't know.
0: I feel it's really valuable that you're talking about this because it's so common. And I know for myself, I went through this for a long time where... As I was recognizing my judgments, I would judge myself for judging, and I would get discouraged because I'm still judging, and judge myself even more for judging. And one of the great healings for me was really just to move into this place of, and you've heard me talk about it, of really saying, I'm all good, I'm not bad at all, no judgment can stick to me. So you've heard me talk about giving 80% of my life to God, 90%, 95, and then moving into that place of okay, I'm all in 100%, which doesn't mean I won't still find places where my mind is choosing separation. But my all in is that when I realize that's what I'm choosing, I'm going to surrender it. So realizing, Oh, I've got an attachment, I'm going to let it go. That being in that living practice of it is my being all in that it doesn't mean I won't still have judgments. I won't still be sarcastic at times. I won't still be having mean judgmental thoughts. It just means that when I recognize it, I'll go, oh, there's that thought. But you see, what I'm sensing that you're talking about, and it's coming up for healing, is that you're moving into that space of realizing that, The, you're moving from the identification as the one who judges, the one who's bad, the one who's wrong, to that has nothing, whether you judge or don't judge, you're still good. So you're, you're still experiencing that when I judge, I'm not good. I'm bad, I'm wrong versus I'm always good all the time. My nature is goodness, whether I'm judging or not judging. Me a
5: little bit, but I think I think the real the irritant now that I'm realizing we're talking, so I'm really grateful for your willingness to do this, but I'm realizing it's it's the where I don't I I see in myself where I'm not willing. Because what did I say, like a month or so ago in a class, from a dream, uh, my mm-hmm. my healing is limited by mm-hmm. my willingness. So my my intent is to is to increase my willingness until I'm fully healed. And then it, there's times when I'm not choosing to. I'm choosing my unwillingness, and I'm I'm, I'm looking at that. I actually had something. I looked at it. And actually, this might be a a positive thing, too. Um, I looked at it, and I go, oh, this is a choice moment. This is a moment where I get to choose, right? And I Mm -hmm. chose. I still chose. I still chose. I saw it, and that was a (laughs) great thing. Now, I didn't think it was. Now that I'm talking about it, I'm seeing it it was um, an improvement. Instead of just going straight into the unwillingness. I actually saw that I had a choice. And um, that, and it's, I think what's really, what I'm really interested in bringing to light is that there's moments, those that, I don't know, it, it's past, I don't know how to speak it right now, that's what I'm bringing any of those to come up right now. That's all there is,
0: right? So you're saying that one of the things that really bothers you is when you recognize your unwillingness in the moment. Right. And you judge yourself for that. Exactly. That's exactly it. So... What if you could, when you sense the unwillingness, if you could go into, darling, sweetheart, you're just as lovable whether you're willing or not willing.
2: I should make that into a chord.
0: What if you could... Be grateful that you recognize the feeling of unwillingness.
2: Right now, in this moment, I do more so than probably I, I remember. Mm-hmm. It's so helpful to talk
5: because it's, I guess that's why I do it all the time in class because I am I think stuff and I don't recognize it. I don't recognize it until I oftentimes, not all the time, but often until I speak it and I'm like, what? I was thinking that and I don't recognize it when I'm thinking it. But until I speak it, I'm like, ooh. Well, that's that's powerful. I mean, like, and so that that helps me choose, and that's why this spiritual counseling has actually really been so helpful. And I think yes. that's why it hasn't come. Why it hasn't hasn't shifted initially the way I wanted to? I'm really getting okay with that. It's not. It's okay. I'm okay with that. But I'm okay with whatever is coming up to be healed because there may be preventing it that I don't mm-hmm. know what that is, and so I'm more okay with it. and now it's like it's it's kind of the word that comes to mind is overwhelming,
2: but that's a, that's is there a judgment is that word a judgment What do you think? I guess it's the feeling what comes to me is it's the feeling
5: behind the word that, that it, whatever that is, if it's like oh, it's just like oh my goodness or if it's like oh my crap this is, this is awful overwhelming, that's the judgment but it's like wow, it's just a lot <laughs> that doesn't seem like a judgment it seems like kind of a discernment, like, man,
2: man, it's more <laughs> uh, than I thought. I
1: yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I'm I'm really grateful for this 'cause I'm really I've really been <sighs> really helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, we can say all kinds of things with or without judgment. We can make the same statement and have it be a judgment, another, same exact statement and have it not be judgmental at all. Uh, many, many times I've had experiences where I said something with no judgment and the person felt I was judging them. And I'm like, oh no, no, I, they're like, oh no, you had to mean that i'm not good you don't like and i'm like oh geez those thoughts never occurred to me so judgment is not necessarily at all in the words words are just symbols so if words are just symbols isn't it really our intention our belief
2: You know that was exactly what was happening with me
3: and this forgiveness thing with this betrayal. I was mm. so angry. I was like red in the face. If I could feel, you know, red in the face, I felt red in the face. And the prayers, even the whole Pono, the prayers were said with um, upset and anger, and not in the loving, uh, you know, not in a loving tone. It was, but it was, it was something I was going to continue to do until I moved through it. But the mm-hmm. choice to be angry was so primal; it was like primal,
2: mm-hmm. and
3: mm-hmm. so it was like a real process to move through it. And I could recognize in the at the time I was doing it that it was it was just really deep, and it wasn't this particular person; it was just the whole nine yards. And so that's where the, the loving myself and even laughing at it, because I just couldn't hurt her for two days I just could not forgive. It's just that the attraction of the anger, the justification, the blah 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 was much greater than my um than my willingness to not be it. But I kept that will and I kept that willingness there. Whenever I had a moment <laughs> of, of peace I would do the prayer. And even when I was angry I'd do the prayer. So the willingness was still there and that was all that shouted to me that I was willing and I knew I would get there.
2: I knew I would forget the situation. I just couldn't let go of that primal shit that was coming out.
0: That's a wonderful observation. You know, and the thing is, the ego wants to attach meaning, to analyze it, to understand it, to break it down, to figure it out. Did
3: you feel any of that? Oh, yeah, the ego just kept wanting to go to the justification and the this and the that and the history Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. of him or her betraying me and all of that. Yeah, it just kept going there and going there. And I just kept saying, Mm -hmm. okay, that I've got my prayers and I'm doing my prayers. Even though I'm going there, I know what's stronger. I know where I'm going. I am not giving up. I know this will pass. And all I wanted was peace. I, the ego wanted justification. The ego wanted revenge. The ego wanted, I don't know, to be right. The ego just really was strongly wanting to be right and la, uh, la, 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 and you're so much better than this and la, la, la. And the although the still small voice was in there, and I could feel it. I could feel it was just patient and it was kind and it was loving. And maybe it was the... um the unseen voices that kept telling me, it's okay, honey, it's
2: okay. You we'll get through this. I don't know, but I got a lot of support. Mm. And remembering to call in the light, always calling in the light whenever I go into the, and
3: I could get into a, a state of real anger again. You know, I thought I, would, I was going along and I was doing okay, and then it would come up and I'd immediately go back to this this rage kind of thing, inside, not outside, inside. And then, you know, then it would pass. And it would pass mm-hmm. and it would pass, and now it's gone.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And maybe it'll come up again. Maybe I'm not
2: done with primal stuff about betrayal. I don't know, but I sure am done with that one.
0: What I, you know, you've all heard me say many, many times, just keep putting it on the altar. You might have to put it on the altar a thousand times before you've really worked through all the, we could say, all the threads in that tapestry of that particular aspect of a fear pattern. A belief pattern. So a belief pattern might have many different seeming expressions. Uh, you know, the, the belief could be, I'm not lovable. And it could come up in so many different ways. And so we, we might have to recognize on some, um, well, so let's say we have this belief, I'm not lovable. Okay, Uh, And. In our many lifetimes, we have found so many reasons to believe this is true. I'm not lovable. And so we.
2: Are healing it. And
0: maybe one time. For each thread in that tapestry. So I'm not lovable because I'm not attractive physically I'm not lovable because I don't have good teeth, whatever it might be we one time- we might have energized that in a lifetime with bad teeth let's say i don't know the spirit gives me these, these little things to say, but someone could say for um uh, you know in a lifetime that they many thousands of times said nobody could love them because their teeth were ugly. And now in this lifetime, they just have to one time put it on the altar. But it's all part of the the pattern of I'm not lovable. And so it seems like they're putting the I'm not lovable pattern on the altar a thousand times. But it's just once for every time they've energized thousands of times that one little. Expression of I'm not lovable.
2: Does that make sense? Yes.
0: So what I'm hearing you say in your story, Mary, is that you. You're putting it on the altar, you're putting it on the altar, you're putting it on the altar, and it's really That's what it takes sometimes to really have worked ourselves through the different aspects of the pattern. It's just what it takes sometimes because the attachment is so strong. We've energized that belief so many different ways. We've invested so much of ourselves in it that we now get to unhook each aspect of that belief. And it's what I have found is for some of the judgments and the false beliefs, it seems like they were relentless. And then other ones that seemed rather substantial could dissolve very quickly. And one of the things for us to remember in our healing journey is that all of them, all of the patterns, all of the false beliefs are all expressions of a belief in separation. They're really all one pattern, one belief, one foundation.
3: You know, um, Jennifer, thank you for that. Because I was just chatting with my sister yesterday and, or our day before, and that's exactly it. And when I was so upset and so angry, it felt really comforting to know that there's only one problem here, Steve, a thought of separation. So no matter what gyrations you're going through at the moment, it's okay because it's only the thought of separation. And it's comforting to know that. It, it, Also comforting to know that I'm always good whether I know it or not. It is comforting to know that because when I
2: pull that up, when I choose to think about that, it's so much more powerful. You you understand Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like,
3: just like Carla was saying, you know, I think I'm never going to get there. And you know what? Maybe in this body, I might not. Get to the point where I never, um, never judge. I don't ever have to forgive because I am such a in such a pure state. And until then, that's what's going to happen. And accepting that, I think, is a big blow to my e- to the ego box system. Accepting mm-hmm. the fact that this is a a game that the,
2: my belief system is going to continue to play until I clear it. And the our willingness is what it takes. That's it. hmm mm-hmm. And, it, you know, that thing about the willingness,
3: it, it, it could get really irritating. Although in this case, it was comforting. It was actually comforting to know mm. that even though my willingness was not up to par, like it, so many times it is where I can just forgive immediately, even though I was so outraged that I, the um, willingness didn't seem to be very prominent, it was still there. And I knew that this was a lesson and that if I just played along and flowed along with this lesson, it would all come out right. And, you know, mm. there was times I, I, the judgment for myself of being so angry wasn't very big it, because I knew it was a huge thing, whatever this was, it was a huge pattern that was clearing up. So allowing my, to flow through it and when I catch myself going the rage, goes back into prayer. Or when I am at a place in peace, going back into a, a prayer. So that the times that it's flowing in a different direction, the anger part, the upset part, the old pattern part, it was always this underlying feeling and knowing that it was alright, I was going to be taken care of and we were going to move through this. It was a lesson. It was so much about letting go of attachment, of what I thought and what a lesson is
2: I didn't want that lesson I didn't want to go into rage for two days I didn't
3: want mm-hmm. to act like that and feel that way but I was so I just let it I let it
2: happen with the underlayment of, of prayer that I was moving through a holy thing yes beautiful It is, and then the healing
3: came, (laughs) and oh, I'm so free, and it feels so wonderful, Mm
2: -hmm. and part of that
3: willingness was willingness to allow myself to go through the weird um, betrayal, upset, self-righteous judgment, all those thoughts coming up. That was part of the healing, was
2: going through it. That was part of the miracle. That was the miracle. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so remember the
0: choose again. Choose again of A Course of Miracles. That this is our golden opportunity, our healing opportunity to choose again. So we keep having repeat experiences so that we can choose again and choose again. And the more we choose love, even though sometimes it can seem like holy moly this stuff is relentless i'm having to make these loving choices in in difficult situations oh so much it's overwhelming it's intense it's painful i hate it this is too much for me this is exhausting this is relentless most of us go through a period like that and what it's doing is it's giving us that chance It's like Rocky in training for the fight, right? He's got to run up and down the stairs. He's got to run at the break of day. He's got to hit the bag all the time. He's exhausting himself. He's tearing his muscles down and building them up. He's, you know, where he was weak. Now he's becoming strong. And so it's that getting in shape. So it seems like, "Oh, this is a burden. this is happening to me. I'm a victim. I don't want this. This is evidence of my 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 unloving nature. This is evidence that I'm not really good. I can't really be good. It's just over and over and over again. my weaknesses, my judgments, my false beliefs are being shown to me, how they run my life, and i'm it just i can't do this I'm not good enough. It's over and over again in my face how bad I am. What it really is is that opportunity to get in spiritual shape and be strong through choosing love, loving yourself, loving others, eliminating the interest in the negative thoughts. And so you can think of Karen sharing that she was feeling such great despair, you know, overwhelmed that uh The judgments were just coming and coming and coming and coming and against herself, her daughter, all this. And then she just kept working her practice and working her practice, and she broke free. She's having a different experience with her daughter now. She's having a different experience in her heart and mind now. And so if we can look at it from that perspective, That we're strengthening our ability to choose love through all the things that are coming up versus it's evidence that we're not good enough, that we have all this ugliness inside of us. It's a totally different perspective. Carla, is any of that helpful
5: to you? Yeah, you know what? What came to me is something that Spirit gave me a, a while ago, and I've forgotten. Is because you know, you've talked about the spiraling up. And it's <clears throat> it's really kind of the same thing, but it's it's a different story. It's about when you reach a new level, oftentimes until you rock, until you gain. Uh, Whatever it is, abilities or whatever, you're in the muck and the mire of that level, and it feels so challenging. It feels like you're in the muck and the mire because you are. Mm -hmm. You, but the positive thing is, you've reached a whole new level. Great, and so now you're gonna, you know, rise up, you know. But for now. You seems like you're in the muck and the mire, you know. But you're gonna rise up, and until you reach the next level, and then may, he may be in that same place. And so, uh, that's what. So I feel better. I just, I, I feel more of a calmness now. Just that, um, I, I just, yeah. I'm telling myself. But I have to keep remembering this. And I'm like, maybe even that thought, I can let go of even that thought that it has to keep happening because it, it it doesn't. But as long as I
4: choose
5: whatever I'm choosing, maybe it does. But but it doesn't have to. And I keep telling myself that it has to. And maybe even that thought could
2: I can offer up. You know, so I do feel mm-hmm. better. Hmm. Anybody else like to share anything?
6: I just would like to relate to what Carla has said. Mm -hmm. Through my spiritual practice, I have become so more sensitive to my judgments, even in everyday situations. I think sometimes it's really crazy, Uh, today I was at the supermarket and it was an everyday situation, I wanted to look for the coins and it took a lot of time and the uh, woman sitting at the desk seemed to be a little bit angry and I immediately felt my judgement and I asked myself why uh have I started to judge her for looking angry at me and things like that. But I feel that it's because of the spiritual practice that I've become much more sensitive to these thoughts and maybe their expectation involved not to be judgmental. So I can really uh relate to that and I really feel that it's yeah sometimes hard work to let go of these judgments and to um to pray and to come back to the loving place of acceptance.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's wonderful to talk to other people and to recognize my judgments. I mean, this was in England very much the case. Uh, During my conversations with a lot of people, I really recognized my judgment about my wife, for example, about her Catholic upbringings and her work situation and things like that. It was so healing for me. But these are things which are deeply buried in my subconscious mind sometimes. And the more I go on with the spiritual practice, the more I recognize these patterns. And it's really, I feel sometimes really overwhelming. It's really hard work to let go of these judgments. Sometimes during the days, I had to pray for every five minutes to let go of judgments. Because even small situations like rain or feeling of uneasiness and cold and things like that um, help me to recognize that there's a judgment coming up.
0: Yes.
2: And I mean, some years
6: before, I wouldn't have recognized it. I wouldn't have noticed that there was a judgment involved. I wouldn't. I only had had would have said, "Okay, it's the rain. It's uh, logical that it's not a very pleasant situation." But now I really feel there's a judgment, and it's important to let it go and to stay at peace. And the interesting experience is after I had done this. Uh, it, it became to be very funny. There was somebody laughing and the mood was totally different afterwards, but it's really every five or six minutes there's a, there was a judgment coming up and an opportunity of letting it go. And this is really the wonderful thing. For I can so much relate to what Carla has shared. Uh, that, yeah, that sometimes really very uh, challenging to be in the situation, to really recognize these patterns coming up, this feeling of unworthiness and being unlovable. This is what I feel very strongly in myself.
2: So,
0: have you noticed that after a period of something coming up and coming up and coming up and coming up that there's a, a breakthrough.
2: In some
6: aspects, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've noticed when I came back to Germany, that I was much more interested in listening to the stories of my wife, in listening to her work stories, in listening to her feelings, much more than before. And mm-hmm. to also to listening to the feelings of my youngest son. I mean, this is really a small breakthrough for me. Mm. but. Yeah, okay, I say a small breakthrough, it's a huge breakthrough, because I really wasn't aware of it, that I didn't do it, or I hadn't done it before. Mm -hmm. And as I've said with the rain, the breakthrough for me was, some years ago, I only wanted to make my holidays in warm places, like Spain or Italy or places like that. And now I've recognized that there's so much beauty, also in although it's raining in nature in beautiful places, there's so much beauty in it that I really didn't recognize this beauty because I was afraid of the rain.
2: Mm-hmm. So I was limiting
6: myself very much and and saying, okay, only in warm places I want to make a holiday. It was, really, yeah, it's really a huge breakthrough for me to really recognize this pattern of fighting against the weather in my mind, I mean. Mm. At peace, in a situation, I was complaining so much about Germany, about the weather in Germany sometimes, because here it's also raining a lot, especially in Sometimes even in the summer months, and I was, I was thinking, okay, I could never do a holiday here because it's raining too much, or I could never go to England or some places like that or to the Netherlands because it could be raining. And I really didn't, didn't recognize the beauty uh, that everywhere, it, it doesn't matter where you go, there's a lot of beauty, there's a huge amount of beauty. And this is really what I recognized while uh, being in the rain and in, and praying for letting go of this touchment.
5: Well, if you want to really work on that, you come to the Northwest in the winter.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, and isn't it interesting that the first day of our Sacred sites tour, we had that rain.
4: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: But we had so much
2: fun. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Maybe because Even of we got, the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we got soaking wet. Yeah. We got soaking wet.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Beautiful. So we're we're witnessing that we're releasing the belief systems, belief thoughts, the the thoughts, the beliefs that create an experience of limitation in our mind, in our life, that we can let them go. And they can have been there for a very long time, very intensely, and we can let them go in an instant. Sometimes it doesn't seem like we can let them go in an instant. Sometimes it seems like we have to shave them away a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But either is possible. It's it's such a journey to just not judge the experience and think it should be different wish it would be different. This is one of my spiritual practices is noticing when I wish it was different. And when I really feel like I really wish it was different. Instead, to be able to move in my mind to the place of I'm willing to see it differently.
2: Because we we don't see what's there. We really see what we're thinking rather than what really is. You know, Jennifer, it's, that was another uh-huh. thing that came into
3: play when I was doing mm-hmm. this. Thank you for reminding me of that. That did come into play because when I was in the red face anger part, I I would say very loudly in my head, "I want to see this differently. I know the perception I'm seeing is wrong. I really do want to see this differently." So mm-hmm. yes, that was an underlying thought too, all the time. I want to see it differently. I don't want to see this of pain and anguish it's my deepest in fact I remember even saying several times it's my deepest heart desire to see this differently and it did not have the same ton- tonality as it does when I'm at peace when I say my deepest heart's desire is whatever but I did say it and I did do it you know that was the thing it was the
2: practice the acting as if mm-hmm that makes sense to you, right? Mhm. Mhm.
3: And by the way, I want to—I just want to tell you how much I appreciate your um, your I am statement cards, your
2: willingness cards. I love them; they're great. Oh, good.
0: Good, and, and Lars, you'll be getting yours. I was supposed to bring them with me, and I somehow they got left out of my suitcase, so.
2: Ah, this really this card, have I taken it? Hm? I don't remember. <laughs> you'll be getting them in the mail. Ah okay.
0: I'm glad you you like them, Mary Christine.
4: Yes, I got mine and
1: I love them also. Aww.
4: Thank you.
3: You're welcome. I pick an angel card every morning and I pick one of yours and to guide mm. you to say And it, it, it it's also very helpful. These it's such very helpful things and they're so simple and they're so cheap. I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a gift also, but, I mean, I don't have to go out and go to a class or anything like that. All I need to do is continue to remember
2: throughout the day who I am. hmm hmm Beautiful. Yeah. I, I really had fun making them. I'm
0: sorry? I had fun making them.
2: I bet you did.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was definitely inspired. And one of the things I could tell you that I actually have not told anyone is that um uh Spirit had me sort the I Am statements and relate them each to one of the seven sacred flames. And so that's how the color backgrounds, that's how I chose the colors for the backgrounds. So, you could think of when you look at them that whatever that color is invoking that flame.
2: I was curious about that. Great idea. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. How are you doing, Lawrence? How's life in your household?
1: Well, I'm doing much better than I was a couple of hours ago.
2: i I'm doing okay now. Uh, I was like really freaking out. I had a period of losing my faith and trust entirely just for a moment.
1: I just, and I. Fear and panic took over I was like man, I just I went into a shutdown I couldn't I couldn't think I didn't know what to do I was really just in a panic I was gonna I was on the verge of calling an ambulance to have him come and take Rick to the hospital because I felt like I couldn't
2: like I couldn't take care of him or myself. I was just I was freaking out. He hasn't uh he hasn't eaten anything for ten days, eleven days now.
1: He hasn't eaten anything.
0: Is he drinking water?
1: He's drinking a lot of water, but he refuses to to eat.
2: Why is he refusing to eat?
1: He just, well, he doesn't explain it. At first, he said that he was nauseous. And they gave him some some nausea, anti-nausea pills.
2: But uh,
1: by that time, he said that he wasn't feeling nauseous, and he, he just won't eat.
2: And he's...
1: I don't know. I spent the day with my... With with my family yesterday, with my sister and my niece, and I had to I was explaining to them what was going on. They didn't really know they hadn't really known and uh so the focus went very much on to
2: his what what they consider to be his
1: diagnosis. And uh, that it it was just the whole day of of talking about cancer and death. And I I couldn't seem to steer it away from that, out out of that negative, from that negative direction. And then I I, I didn't do my spiritual, my usual spiritual practice for the first time in, in years, probably.
2: And I didn't do it this morning, and I just went into this panic. But I'm okay now. Since, since, since the call, I, I was guided to call in, into the class. And I, I'm okay now.
0: I didn't realize I was muted, apologies for that. Lawrence, as I was talking, and no one was hearing me. Uh, Lawrence, yep. we'll hold you more closely in prayer, and I feel guided to ask you, how are you and Rick getting along during this time? How is your communication with each other?
2: Um, there
1: just isn't much communication. He doesn't, he's not, he's not really, he doesn't seem to be really present.
2: It's like mm.
1: he's, he's not, he's, he doesn't seem to really be here. I ask him questions and he just doesn't answer me. It,
4: it,
1: it's like he doesn't hear me. It's like he doesn't. It's like I'm not there. He doesn't even look
2: at me. He's not being hostile. It's it's just right. like right. It's like he's just not aware that I'm there. Mm-hmm.
0: is there anyone that can come to the house that can help you
2: both at this time no not well
1: uh, not right not right now i i can have yeah,
4: in
2: a, in a couple of days, I could help
0: Can I ask okay. you why it would need to be a couple of days?
1: Uh, because. Oh, well, I was thinking of my my niece, but she's she's in she's out of state right now. Okay. She won't be back. Okay.
0: I'm thinking of a. M- a medical or therapeutic profession. professional?
1: Um, yeah, uh, I think I'll, I will call this afternoon and uh, I can, yeah, I can find out. I can probably get someone, well, I can at least talk to someone from from the clinic that we both uh,
2: mm-hmm. have been
1: going to for many years.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, What would you like to have happen now i don't I don't know would you like, like to have go ahead
1: I'd like to Have this, I'd like to have him get physically better. Mm -hmm. That's what I'd like right now.
0: Yes. And would you like to have help and support to assist him in coming back into his right clear mind? Yeah. So. What I've learned is that it's extremely helpful to just be able to affirm what it is we'd like. Because sometimes we get into a place where it's so overwhelming what's transpiring that we feel completely powerless. but the the presence of God, the mind of God, is never powerless. So when we're moving into that thought of, "I would like support." to bring forth healing, to bring forth clarity, to bring a return to joy, to peace, to harmony. Last week you were talking about peace, that this is what I'm interested in. This is what I'm calling forth. This is what I'm accepting. I'm allowing it for myself and for Rick that it is transpiring now. I'm calling it forth now. I'm willing to receive it now. I'm willing to experience it now, knowing that there is no block to peace, no block to love. There's nothing that can stand in the way of the clear, loving, experience of peace and joy and freedom, knowing it for Lawrence, for Rick, for every single member of this class, calling it forth, being able to stay in that, or to at least keep going back to that, this is what I'm calling forth, this is what I'm choosing.
2: Because it sounds like what you're experiencing is completely overwhelming.
1: Yeah, it was. was.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And so to have uh, support for you, Lawrence,
2: is extremely important. You are worthy of support. You are going through this, too.
0: It might be that there is something that could support in the world of
2: form to
0: transform this experience. One thought that keeps coming into my mind is to have an acupuncturist come in and do some acupuncture to help the chi moving through Rick.
2: Or an acupressurist,
0: someone who can, a Reiki therapist, someone who can support the clear, healthy flow of the chi,
2: Which might ignite his appetite. And who knows what else? Is that possible? Um. Yeah, yeah, actually.
0: So it's not that we do our work in the world of form, obviously, but we get guided to make choices in form that support the spiritual unfoldment of the highest and best. one One of
1: my old prayer partners actually does remote reiki healing
2: mhm mhm yeah okay. but also the area
0: in which you live there are many many kinds of alternative practitioners that can support that would probably come to the house if he's not able to move which if he hasn't eaten in 10 days he might be very weak yeah
2: yeah
0: is he drinking is he able to drink anything that um would have nutrient in it like a smoothie
1: he's had a couple of a couple of uh,
2: uh
1: in- bottles of Ensure Mhm but-
0: Potentially you could make uh some smoothies for him You know, I'll just tell you, I I once did the master cleanser for 30 days. So the nutrients in there were from maple syrup and lemons, a little bit of ginger. I would take the ginger, pieces of ginger, and squeeze it with a garlic press and get the drops of ginger into the, the lemonade. And I was in great shape after 30 days of only having the lemonade, but it did have the nutrients in
2: it. Well, the the the, the problem is getting into
1: to eat or drink anything. Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. just you just
2: Says no what yeah. you won't even
1: consider. It, it does yeah. not even enter, his, it doesn't let it enter his mind. It's just an automatic no.
0: Well, perhaps he would allow some kind of therapy like acupuncture, acupressure, or Reiki to help the chi flow in a healthy, revitalizing way. And that would increase his appetite and begin
2: building A restoration in the mind,
4: yeah. okay.
0: but it sounds like Lawrence really having some support for you also coming into the house.
2: so that you're not alone in this.
0: So let's Lars, I'm not sure if you're raising your hand now or before, so I'm going to unmute you here and see. More, more. Oh, there you go.
2: It was before.
0: Okay. All right. right. Mhm.
2: Thank you. Silver? Yes. Hi.
3: May I say, I feel very compelled to say this to Lawrence. Lawrence, you know, um, I'm going through something similar, although it's not as um, speedily declining. In fact, we're going to the, Panther doctor today for another whatever, but um, what I was going to say was there was a time last week when um my friend had an episode, and i I'm also a healer but being able to put my hand above his head, not touching him, and align myself with spirit to allow my the energy of his energy flowing through really helped me. To stabilized my heart, myself, and it did seem to bring him comfort, but um, it's such a, uh, to me, we have these chakras in our palms, and as we can move the energy Mm -hmm. through ourselves, through this other person, it's very powerful and very loving, and it really helped me, it helped the whole situation calm down, so I didn't even have to touch him.
1: This morning, at one point, I felt as if I had the feeling that I was feeling his, it was like I was feeling what he was feeling physically. It was like I was in his body. That was how it felt to me.
2: Mm. And that,
1: that was what uh in fact I think that brought on the the real panic and fear because I, I felt this this particular fear did not feel familiar to me. it didn't feel like like it was. Like, it was mine. But it's still... But I allowed it... It, it, it over... I, I identified with it after a short time. It was so strong. It grew so strong. I just completely fell into identification with it. So it became mine, whether it had started out as... Uh, it,
4: uh,
2: I kept trying to remember that
1: that there was that the separation, that there was no separation. I kept trying to remember that, but it kept Slipping away from me, but uh, it's I've the, the the connection is is reestablished. I, I'm. I'm uh, I'm not afraid of losing that again and i'm actually i'm grateful for the for the experience of of, of being reminded of I'm grateful for seeing the, the contrast mm. So I can appreciate the the inner peace that is and has always been there. But I just forgot for a moment,
0: and we share the benefits of that with Rick,
2: yes.
4: Well,
0: let's pray together about this. And thank you to all of you for your loving contributions to our class today. So we take a breath of love, we move into that gratitude, the gratitude that. We're having a healing experience, and it's happening right now for all of us. We include Rick in our sacred circle here. Grateful and thankful to consciously recognize and know that we are eternally love and light, that this is our true nature and our true identity. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self for the very purpose of remembering and recognizing the love and light that we are that everyone is. We are grateful and thankful to see the perfection and the wholeness in ourselves and others beyond any appearance. So this is what we know for mary christine and her friend this is what we know for lawrence and rick this is what we know for carla for lars for myself for everyone on the planet we are accepting and knowing that the love and the light that we are is eternally infinitely present that nothing can diminish The perfection, the wholeness, the love, and the light that we are, recognizing that our natural state is wholeness. We're consciously affirming the wholeness for everyone. That there is nothing working against us. There is nothing outside of us, nothing opposed to us, because perfect love is all that we ever will be. It's all that we ever have been. It is what we are now. We are grateful and thankful to bless Lawrence and Rick and to know that right where they are, the perfection is revealing itself, the wholeness is revealing itself, the ease and the grace is revealing itself. We're calling forth that emerald green ray of healing. We are grateful and thankful to know that that healing is clarity. It's seeing the tr- truth and knowing the truth and nothing but the truth. We are grateful and thankful to call upon the healing angels to watch over Rick and Lawrence and to know that this is a house of love. We're invoking the violet flame for all of us. Healing angels for all of us. We are grateful and thankful to allow the healing to take place to know that there's no obstacle to it to know that the healing is happening at the level of the mind and we are grateful and thankful to know that in the mind of God all is well we are accepting this we're allowing it to reveal itself in form we are grateful and thankful to call forth a dynamic Ascended Master Healing, this is what we're declaring. This is what we know, and we give thanks for it. We are grateful and thankful that there is one life, and it is a life of love. Grateful and thankful to claim our healing and to know it for Rick. Grateful and thankful to allow the healing to be, we let it be. And so it is, amen, 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 Amen.
2: Amen, Amen.
0: So I'm going to just close this out here with a song and blessing us all.
2: So
0: uh, uh, this is the song that I'm playing this week. It's Sacred Love by Daniel Nemo, and uh, it feels perfect for us right here, right now. And I love you all so much. I give thanks for you.